Hello, and welcome back to season two of the Discover Virginia Beach podcast. This season is discovering all that the Virginia Beach area has to offer for both locals and tourists alike. Today, I'm joined by Katie Glemzu, hope I'm saying that correctly, <laughs> who's a part of the Suffolk Tourism Board and works as a facilitator to the Suffolk Farmers Market. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me on, Joe. It's really good to be here and give Suffolk some love. I know you focus on Virginia Beach area. We're a bit further out. So if you have any listeners who aren't familiar or haven't been to the Hampton Roads area, Suffolk is on the western side. I kind of like to say we're the gateway to the country. So we're the fastest growing city in Virginia, but we have more of an agricultural rural background. So kind of like that. And when I say we're the gateway to the country, Suffolk's kind of the buffer zone between here and Isle of Wight, Southampton County, Smithfield, the kind of places you would think about in a movie with the one stoplight towns. I, I love it. And, that, and that's definitely a great way to describe it. And it, it's, it's a great place to live, work, and also to visit for our tourists who maybe are looking something to do outside of the traditional Virginia Beach boardwalk experience because it is not far of a drive at all. And with as many ride sharing apps that we have out there, um, it's time to show Suffolk some love. So Katie, with that said, would you mind sharing with us how you uh, got to be in the Suffolk area? And then of course, what uh, led you to uh, sticking around? So I grew up in the Hampton Roads area pretty much my whole life. I was born in Portugal because this is a Navy area. Um, I'm sure your listeners are familiar with that. And so when my parents came back, we we're in Chesapeake. I lived there pretty much my whole life until I went to college in Newport News. And then I told myself before I graduated college, I would have a job. So I've got in part-time here with Suffolk. And I've been here since about mid-2021, around the summer of that time. Um, the only down, one of the downsides of Suffolk, I will say, is Highway 58. It's not bad, but it's like a long six-mile stretch of just interstate to connect I would say like the main part of Hampton Roads, um, Western Branch, Chesapeake, Deep Creek, all the way out to Suffolk. Again, we are kind of country, a little bit further, more inland, but not a bad drive. But sometimes it can be a lot of traffic in the morning. So I just wanted to avoid that every day and be a bit closer. Um, yeah, so I've been in Suffolk since 2021 and I've just been loving it. At first, I was a visitor center advisor. So I just worked front desk, answering phone calls, learning about Suffolk. But what really made me love Suffolk is actually after I got the farmer's market position. So I was able to go around, have the freedom, just talk to different farmers and see what's out there, drive around Suffolk, like just meet people and get to know the community more. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and more on the farmer's market in just a moment, Katie, but I yeah. do want to highlight um, the, the highway that you're referring to, US 58, correct? Um, that's, that's that long stretch. Now, for those of you who aren't familiar, there's also an airfield there where you can learn to uh, fly a plane. And there's also a skydiving, um, facility there as well. So if you are looking for something to do, um, that's a little bit out on the uh, edge of town, so to speak away from the people, um, that's where all of that space is for as well. And, and Katie, correct me if I'm wrong, but Suffolk is, I believe the largest city per acreage in all of Virginia, and either that or in the top five, because I know Chesapeake is on that list as well. Have you, have you heard anything about that? So you are correct. The main reason for that is we have the dismal swamp that goes from Chesapeake to Suffolk and then to North Carolina. So that's what really gets us there. But Suffolk, very large. It's a really big city. Like it stretch, So for your 
I keep stuttering. Sorry, you're gonna have to edit this out. You're all you're all um, fine, Katie. So for anyone again not as familiar with the area, Suffolk covers all the way, it's like a triangle almost. So it touches borders with Chesapeake around Western Branch and Deep Creek, touches borders with Portsmouth, just in general. Um, Suffolk has parts of the James River that so like if you're on the Monitor Merrimack Bridge, like it goes up all the way out to there. And then pretty much touches borders with Smithfield, Isla White, and North Carolina. So I love it. Incredible. I love it. So so much to do. And now, Katie, I understand you. You grew up in the Chesapeake area. You went to school in Newport News, and then Suffolk. Suffolk popped out to you as an interesting place to work. What is it like working for the government in Suffolk? Can you walk us through your journey of taking the job with the Suffolk Tourism Board and then subsequently, you know, shifting positions to the tourism uh, from the tourism role to the uh, farmer's market position? So I would say it's pretty relaxed. Um, before it was more like an administrative receptionist job. I would just kind of sit downstairs, answer questions, give people directions, um, any inquiries about Suffolk and what to do, just answer the phone more, secretarial administrative. And I did that for about six months. I got the promotion in December of 20, yeah, I got the job January 2022 and kind of just threw my feet in there. Um, otherwise, government jet work, again, it's pretty relaxed. It's a lot of talking to the public, meeting a lot of people. That's cool. So I bought the lighting too. Um <laughs> and yeah, now with what I'm doing now, it's still a lot of working with the public, just chatting with people. Um, the cool part about tourism is you get to meet people all over the country. So me, I'm a little more focused in just Hampton Roads area and Isla White in North Carolina. So I don't get the full scale like I used to, but I still get to meet a lot of people and just different crafters see cool things. And when I also say cool things, um, I'm sure we'll get to it. I did a little interview series last year I got to chat with different farmers and go out to their farms and I mean you see in the middle of a swarm of bees while you're on the clock for government that's not much cooler <laughs> absolutely I, I I love that would you mind uh sh sharing with us that experience that you had with that particular bee farmer oh yeah so last year I'm kind of slacking on it this year but last year I decided to do an interview human interest series. Part of it was for me to get to know different farmers in Suffolk and kind of network. And the other part, the other bigger part of it was for me to just kind of throw myself out there because I'm not a gardener. I don't have a green thumb. It's lucky if it survives, but you know, most things are hardy. They can do their best. Right. So it was a way for me to get a crash course in farming, but also kind of network while doing it. So Last year, I talked to this one person. Her name is Patricia Knight. She's really cool. She runs a bee apiary and a rooster rescue all the way down by the border. Okay. So she's a she's a character. She was fun. I think they also do dog breeding a little bit. So, you know, you're out in the country. No one, you know, you do what you want. Sure. But I arranged with her to go out there with a coworker, and she let us borrow some bee suits. And yeah, they opened up all the hives and we're just in the middle of a swarm. I was just trying not to freak out for most of it. But after a while, you just calm down and they're just trying to figure out who you are and why you're there. Wow. What an experience. I mean, like you said, what, we're, what government job would you expect to be in the middle of a swarm of bees intentionally you know, interviewing <laughs> yeah. a farmer who has roosters and, and breeds dogs. Like what, what an incredible experience. Um, well, Katie, I'd love to talk, uh, shift the conversation a little bit over to the farmer's markets, um, specifically, um, you know, talking about where you are 
are are located uh and then the seasonal hours of operations um because i know you can't grow things all year round right so please share that with us uh first just where you're located and um what type of seasonality uh, exists for visitors sure so the market is located in downtown suffolk um you take that long straight of long stretch of 58 take the first exit that just says downtown suffolk and kind of just keep going straight um so our building is actually the old courthouse for the city, for Nansman County. That was Suffolk before Suffolk became Suffolk, if that makes sense. Um, so we're located there. We have a beautiful pavilion behind the visitor center, and it's at 524 North Main Street. Um, downtown Suffolk is more of the historic side, so it's kind of cool on that end, too. Actually, where the pavilion was, or where we have the pavilion now, used to be the regional jail, like way back when. So multi-purposing government, they definitely do that. Absolutely. And then for our hours, we go May to November, each Saturday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And we occasionally do other events. Um, I actually have one coming up the end of this month where we're doing our first ever farm to table Thanksgiving market, just letting people come and pick up turkeys and get last minute things. Oh, that's so awesome. Now, Katie, would you mind sharing what a first time guest experience might look like? Um, when they come to visit your facility in general, let's say they're, they're looking to get the full scope of Suffolk. They've never been here. Uh, what, what can a visitor, uh, expect? Sure. So if you come on a market day, I would recommend walking around first before going inside on certain days, we have different activities. We have a regular face painter, a balloon twister. Um, we have a clown who also makes balloons. He's an actual clown, not a joking clown or <laughs> Kind of both, I guess. Um, we have different musicians come out and nonprofits as well. So I would say walk around the market first, maybe say hi to the animals if you have the petting zoo. Um, we have a bunch of different great crafters, vet local vegetables. All the farmers are willing to talk to people, get people encouraged into learning farming. This year, we also added a mead vendor so they can have a little tasting and then walk around, have an extra good time. And then if they come around the front of our building and walk inside, we have a little dis inside the visitor center. We have a little display on the history of Suffolk and the Great Dismal Swamp. So we always encourage people to take a selfie with the bear and then they can keep going and pick up different pamphlets on what to find in Virginia. I, I love it. That sounds really fun and interactive. Um, not what you would traditionally expect from a one stoplight town, right? You guys are invested in people coming and also people sticking around. Uh, I love the bear memento too, because I, I heard recently my, my buddy was biking at the Great Dismal Swamp. For those of you who have yet to visit, definitely go and check it out. It's an incredible experience. As Katie mentioned, it covers um, almost, I want to say 30%, 40% of the state of, of Virginia. I mean, just of how large it is, it covers multiple cities. Anyways, He's riding his bike and he actually encounters a bear, a black bear that just ran out in front of his bicycle. So, uh, yeah, you're probably you're probably more than likely going to encounter not only birds, fish, uh, but other wildlife um, like your little bear. Does he have a name, by the way? Does the bear mascot have a name? Not in Suffolk. I think Chesapeake one is Smokey. Smokey. Yeah. Or I can't remember. But yeah. Mystery bear. <laughs> Chesapeake, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, well, Katie, um, whenever guests are walking around um, these areas, as you mentioned before, the farmers are really friendly. What type of food um, would someone uh, might might come across uh, or snacks they might come across uh, at the farmer's markets? Well, my boyfriend likes to joke on me that watch you, like I can watch you eat a raw tomato or something. And then I joke on him back. But 
For cooked food, we have regular bakers. Um, we have breads available, muffins. We have this one lady, she calls herself the muffin lady. Um, and we usually have one or two bakers per market with cookies, cupcakes, pies, that kind of stuff. So it's not always extensive hot food. We try to get food trucks when we can, but generally there's always one baker. You can walk around and have a little treat. Sure. And, and love to hear about the uh, the raw uh, goods as well, the, the things that the farmers are making. What type of food uh, is, is typically grown and, and presented at these um, farmers markets? Yeah. So we pride ourselves on seasonal produce. Um, all of most of our produce farmers, they grow organically or without pesticides, non-GMO, all that kind of good stuff. Um, they're all local, either Suffolk or yeah, Suffolk or Southampton, Isla White. Um, but yeah, you'll see different things around this time of year. We have greens coming in like collards, everyone's favorite. Kale, not my favorite, but some people like it. Um, we still have sweet potatoes. This year we actually got an apple farmer. So they have that since around, I think, September or August. So it's very seasonal, but we always have something for people. And we're still working on getting more vegetable vendors out there, but we usually have a lot of meat. And wow. actually, real quick, I don't know, I don't think this is a video podcast, but if anyone's ever interested, they can go on the, they can just Google Virginia Grown, and there's a produce availability chart. It's not exhaustive, like some things just say generic onions or potatoes, but you can print one out yourself and see what's actually local to your area. And what, what's, what's that called, Katie? Uh, we're, we do video and audio, so I'd love to put it in the show notes for everybody to take a look at. What's the name of it specifically? Uh, Virginia Fruit and Vegetable Availability Calendar. And then you can either Google it or you can find it on virginiagrown.com. Virginiagrown.com. Love it. Perfect. I'll put that in the show notes down below. That way everyone can go and check it out because that's a great resource. Being able to see, um, you know, everything that exists uh, that Suffolk's growing because it's such a large area. And of course, I have to mention, you know, Planters Peanuts and the Suffolk Peanut Festival. Um, Gosh, what are you guys going on? Like 50 years so far with the Suffolk Peanuts? Uh, yeah, this upcoming year is going to be 50 years. You really did your research. I'm impressed. Um, we love the Suffolk Peanut Festival. I, I lived in Hampton Roads starting in like 2014, and I didn't find it till 2021. So oh, I feel okay. like I've missed out on a couple of years. But yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, we uh, definitely a great thing to check out. Very seasonal. I think it every year in October, correct? Kind of, It's kind of yeah. like a fall fest. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, um, it, it would be an understatement to just say the farmer's market focuses on community. Um, Katie, can you give us some uh, a few examples maybe of the role the farmer's markets play uh, and the tourism board uh, play in, in fostering a sense of community um, in Suffolk and throughout the Hampton Roads area? Right. So I think the easiest way to say we build community is by recruiting different vendors. So our vendors, they come from all the way out in Virginia Beach, all the way up to Sussex, if anyone knows Wakefield or Virginia Diner, like that area. Um, and then from Southampton County, we also get people from North Carolina. So a lot of people just drive in and they tell their friends, they get their friends out. That's really cool. Um, but then for our Suffolk community, like the citizens of Suffolk, people can come out and get fresh veggies. Even if they don't want to buy anything, they can get their face painted, play with some animals. I try to buy veggies to like pass out to kids so they can feed the animals and, you know, the animals love it. 
because that's what they're there to they, they don't care about being pet they just want to eat <laughs> exactly um, yes yeah and then to also engage different communities within suffolk part of it we started a pop-up market around um, further downtown to help alleviate a food desert crisis it's had mixed results i'll say but we're still going to keep going on it because it's an important cause um and then i would say the other part to bring community together again with my little farmer friday interview product or product project <laughs> gosh all the editing in this i apologize joe you're awesome um, katie we appreciate you and we appreciate you sharing your your farmer friday project that that you are working on yeah so that one also kind of helped network get the name of the farmers market out there cuz even if they don't want to come maybe they'll tell a friend or Maybe they'll show up once or twice just to check things out. And I've met a lot of people that way too. So overall, I would say the biggest part to working with these event, working with all the vendors and they're all amazing, but a lot of this job, it's not so much knowing how to do stuff. It's more knowing how to talk to people. Sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's like you said, I mean, most of this is word of mouth um, and having these conversations like we are today of just spotlighting the many things that Suffolk has to offer. Katie, I'm, I'm curious for you, Has um, is there a certain memory or event that really sticks out at the front of your mind that really uh, showcases just how meaningful the Suffolk Farmers Market uh, is to the community by and large? Well, I generally get good feedback from our farmers trying to make it better. But for some people, they come more often, I'll say. Um, I don't have a particular memory that stands out to me, but this past weekend, I also try to keep up with our Google thing. So this past weekend, I got a review for the market that said, this is one of the highlights of living in this area. So that was very, that was very oh, touching. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's wonderful. Congrats on you all. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I can't really think of anything that stands out too much, but I will say another benefit, I think just in general with the networking and trying to do better is just giving some of these farmers or agricultural related people, agricultural related industries, a, at least a person to turn to if they ever have a question. Um, yeah. And part of that is with the networking, but for example, I know a couple um, stable owners and if they have a question, they might just email me or text me and like over Instagram, kind of like you did to get the podcast interview. Yeah, yeah. But they can just have a person to turn to that they know is going to answer versus just the, you know, the faceless city hall building or something like that. Sure. That's wonderful that you're able to be reached on all those different mediums. I'm sure that allows for lots of feedback and engagement um, for the organization as a whole. Um, when it comes to feedback in general, um, I, I'd love to know, and this is a, a question I'll ask a lot of organizations, so um, feel free to go in as much detail as you'd like, but you know, the, the community in one way or another influences the way in which we conduct our business and conduct um, our messaging across the in-person and online platforms. I'd love to know from you, Katie, at the uh, farmer's market level, how has the, um, how has the view, how has the conversation been shaped um, as, as a whole, as far as the operations go and, um, what feedback have you received from the community that, that has really inspired you all to kind of move into these, you know, additional projects and, and phases of the, uh, tourism board? Yeah. So I try to operate as a lot of different social media platforms. I have my email government email of it. Um, 
have Google Business, we have Facebook, Instagram, a TikTok, a Nextdoor account. We technically have a Pinterest account, but I kind of gave up on that a while ago because I would just put up recipes and, you know, they only had let you use so many characters. So it was more just like a, here's a picture and here's a link to actually whatever. And then the um, market website. So I try to be as engaging or as present as possible while still keeping that part-time schedule and balancing work and life. Um, I always encourage people to just reach out over Instagram. I'm on my phone all the time. I'm like Gen Z. So, you know, <laughs> always have it in my hand. Um, and then for community feedback at the end of each season or every major event, I say, or market, like this year we had a winter market. So at the end of that market series, I did a little Google docs, you know, questionnaire survey. So at the end of each market event or market series, I usually do a couple different Google doc questionnaires. Like I do one for vendors, one for customers. I try to make it as expansive, but not too long as possible. Just trying to get their feedback on everything. What was good, what was bad, what we could do better. And then for our feedback, mostly we can tell that through um, a combination of people coming up and talking to me and also sales wise. I know, I think you said you're a realtor or. Yes. Yeah. I picked that up from your email, but um, so you know how it is. Like you kind of have, in a way we're about, we're definitely about community, but it's still a business organization. So the market, we're a middleman for all of our vendors, but still, we still try to balance all that. So with a combination of looking at sales data and talking to people, that's how we can make it better. And then for the other market initiatives, some of it is just addressing needs in the community. So we can tell that and how well we're doing with that based on sales and how many people at least stop by, even if they don't buy anything, um, which again, no one's ever obligated to buy anything, but sure. it's, it's free, it's free to attend, right? You're not charging for yeah. the, or the experience. Wow. Well, Katie, I really appreciate you sharing all that. And of course, um, being the local that I am, I, I, I see the work that you all are doing and I want to commend and applaud you for it. Um, and I'm glad you shared all that because a lot of people, uh, especially when they think of government in a lot of ways, they think of slow, not responsive and not as proactive as we, as locals may like them to be, or even tourists uh, for an experience. So we appreciate what you're doing and we appreciate you sharing that, Katie. Um, with that said, I know you got to get back to work because as you mentioned before, you're doing all these wonderful things on a part-time basis. So with that said, we're going to roll into our last segment here, our rapid fire question. Uh, these questions are quick and fast and rapid fire. Katie, are you ready? I'll try. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Awesome. First question is, what's one question you always get asked about the Suffolk farmer's market? One question I always get asked, why don't we have more vegetables? Because (laughs) vegetable growing takes more time than it takes to raise a chicken and go through the whole process of a chicken, which your your listeners probably don't want the whole description on that. We we appreciate your, your input and definitely understand the process of produce takes more time. Love it. (laughs) If any of your viewers want to learn how to process a chicken, I can point you to a person. They just got to be mentally prepared. Well, maybe, maybe we can get a tour of that next time, Katie, maybe, maybe on your, on your uh, tour basis, I'll I'll come meet you up there and we can see the life cycle of a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Next question. Besides Suffolk, what is another city you enjoy visiting here in the Hampton Roads area? Well, I'm not trying to suck up to you, but I got to say Virginia Beach. 
That's they okay. have, we'll take it. The, nope, that's all we need to hear. That's that's the clip right there. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we they have the most stuff, and you know you gotta gotta go out there, get ramen, get boba, go see the attractions. I was in the oceanfront last night. Like, there's always something to do out there too. Absolutely love it, love it, uh, Katie. What is the, your favorite seasonal snack or food that comes out of the Suffolk Farmers Market? Lately, I've been on a kick for radishes. But starting this year, I've also been really into like cherry tomatoes. I actually picked it up as a habit from some of the people I've talked to. Like they just walk by, eat cherry tomatoes off the bush and snack. So I started just snacking on them too. Oh, there you go. I mean, they're they're nice and crisp, right? And they're probably very portable. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Last question. If you could have one celebrity visit your farmer's market, who would it be and why? Um... I don't know if I can pick just one. I know K-pop is in. We could get a lot of people if we got all of BTS to just stand out there. That's fine. We'll consider them a collective, the the BTS collective. Okay. <laughs> have the we'll have everyone just come out and buy stuff. But um, I am. If any if any of your listeners are musicians, so tell them to hit me up. Um, feel free to put my email and phone number and the, the at tag or whatever in there. Just tell them to hit me up, and we can work you something out too, trying to always make the market better and more entertaining. And maybe in the future, we will have a K-pop dancer here. We might have to import them, but. Oh, wow. I I love that. We are actually interviewing a local musician here very soon for season two of the podcast. So we'll definitely get you all connected um, afterwards. Um, With that said, Katie, um, I know you got to get back to it. So I definitely want to um, wrap up the show and roll out the red carpet for you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. Um, And we want to give you the floor, Katie, if there's any current initiatives, any current projects or any current things that you want to share with the audience, um, the floor is yours. Yeah. So I'll try to make this quick. Um, We have this upcoming Saturday and then November 18th is our last day. If y'all want to come to a free petting zoo, come by this Saturday, November 11th. We're doing a farm to table market November 20th and 21st in the afternoon. And then our holiday market is December 2nd, 9 a.m. to 2. Everything is here at the Suffolk Visitor Center, 524 North Main Street in downtown Suffolk. And yeah, come on by. If you have any suggestions or ever want to join yourself, just reach out. We're trying to make the market bigger and better. Wonderful. Well, big thanks to Katie for joining us on another episode of Discover Virginia Beach, where we're set out to discover everything the Virginia Beach area has to offer. If you would like to learn more about all the wonderful things going on in Suffolk, check out the link in the description below.